Welcome back to another episode of Giving the Points podcast powered by Fantrex.com, home of our college fantasy football league. And with me as always is Jason Osho Odell. And before we go with your three takeaways from last week, we're just going to go ahead and talk about your trip to Happy Valley. I tell you what, we're going to do that after we do our list, but I know there's a lot of info you want to tell us about your trip. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Three things we learned this week. Yes, sir. I got some breaking news for the first time on our show. I'm going to break it to the world. Okay. Lincoln Riley is going to go to LSU. Is they, that? The Twitterverse is saying huh. that they the LSU have agreed to like a 10-year, $100 million contract for Lincoln Riley to jump ship at Oklahoma and go to LSU. Wow. And it's it's really smart. Yeah, you think about it from a Lincoln Riley standpoint. Oklahoma's mm-hmm. headed to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma cannot compete in the SEC, not right now. He goes to LSU. They've already got a built-in defense. He can he can build the recruits around what he's already got and ship them from Oklahoma, the ones that can do good, to LSU. He'll be a contender within a year, and they'll lay it on Oklahoma. And he's got a built-in job forever. That's a good move so, for him, for him, for LSU. You heard it here first. Lincoln Riley is headed to LSU. Got it. So number two, there's only three unbeaten teams that remain right now, and there's still more chaos to come. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Number three, UF is about to be broken down and rebuilt. The wheels have officially come off in Gainesville after their spectacular play against Samford and the dancing of Dan Mullen. So I'm sure we'll talk about that more during the rest of the night. But those are the three things I learned since our last podcast. And very informative. That's a couple of good bits of information. I I think Florida fans are very spoiled, and they just want Mullen, from what I've heard, they want Mullen gone. I mean, he's only been there a few years. I mean, you should just give him a chance. But that's Who are they going to get? It's the same conversation that I I have with Penn State folks. That Penn State's like, I I can't. Wait to get rid of Franklin and get and get who and get who, who are we gonna get? It's Penn State and, and it's Florida. It, who are you gonna get? Yeah. All the good coaches are, are are at programmers right now. You think Florida's gonna get a Dabo? Penn State ain't getting a Dabo. Penn State ain't getting a Saban. Florida ain't getting a Saban either. So hmm. be happy with who you got and dance with the girl you brung for a few yeah. minutes. I mean, hell, you got a top ten team uh, in Penn State with uh, Franklin. I wouldn't be balking at that. So. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this week's the list. We are back to our non-sports related topic. This is something you came up with. Actually, it's considered, I guess it is sports related, but um, I think we're calling it the all NFL prison slash rap sheet team. So we decided to take roughly five guys from the history of the NFL who have the worst um, problems in, in, I guess, NFL history over time and a compile list of those that meet our criteria. So give me number five. And first, I guess, what did you put into this criteria? What, what did you choose? How did you make a decision on your five? I was looking at the hilariousness of the situation or people who just fucked up their careers. Yeah. I mean, just, just sham wowed everything and the, the cart left the barn and they they couldn't control it. So before we get started, all right, trivia question for Jeff Cox. I like Jeff it. always likes to pull him out on me, and love it. it. I can never even get close. Okay. Since the year two thousand, how many NFL players have been to jail? Wow, two thousand. 
so 21 years to jail without stalling the show and to keep it rolling, I'm going to go realistically 87. 1,023. I'm sorry, 1,000? 1,023 have been to jail or prison. Since 2000. That's a good, that's, that's an so, unbelievable number. So what is that not, not, over a year? It's 49 a year. You did that's the math. Okay. That's, I did the math. Yeah. I knew it would be asked. So I did the math. So my number five for this wow. list of people who've been to jail in the NFL, I could not start a list. I don't care what number it started at without tossing out Aaron Hernandez. He's got to be on my list. He is triple homicide 81. He has been with us for years on our our fantasy leagues. That is my that's my my homage to him. And wouldn't it be great to get a thirty for thirty on that team? You've got Aaron Hernandez, the racist Riley Cooper, Cooper Riley, whatever his name was. You've got crying Jesus at Tebow, Pouncy twins. Tr- yeah, the, the Pouncy twins. They've been to jail a couple of times each. Yeah. Just a 30 for 30 on that would last as long as the Michael Jordan one. So yeah, would. My, my number five, Aaron Hernandez. You know, and I, I couldn't touch him. I have him noted on here as the godfather of uh, NFL fuck-ups uh, with what, you know, we don't have to go into detail. I'm sure the listeners and us too, without a doubt, you know, his record is is almost storybook. Impeccable. It's, it's crazy. Um, so I dug a little deeper on this. I want to get some, some people. The first two are – fairly recent the other three are kind of of yesteryear so the first one's leonard little this guy from tennessee played on the rams mm-hmm. in 98 drunk driving killed a woman she was just on the way back to pick up her son from a concert and then turns around in 04 and gets a dwi amongst other things i think he had some harassing issues and he's just a fuck up from the beginning so uh leonard little product of tennessee and the rams he's my number five Number five, very good. So for me, I want to start the list off the ones that were we knew were coming. I've got to go with the juice, OJ. Not only did this son bitch kill a couple of people with a knife or several knives and track himself all over LA, but then he gets out and wants to go rob people for his own memorabilia and go to prison for that. So the juice is a huge fuck up. I mean, he's still out looking for the killer. I see him on Twitter every once in a while. He, he says, I'm still looking for the killer. He's, I don't hold sick somewhere, but he, he's on Twitter talking it up and, you know, good for him. He, the juice is officially loose again. Boy, I, I don't know how he's still alive and kicking and not behind bars, even after the, the stint he had in prison. That's just crazy, man. I know, and I know that obviously it's, it's, it's got to be the case of they couldn't get him the first time for whatever reason. So they got him the second time for some silly shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, those, those two right there, they're on the Mount Rushmore, Hernandez and uh, OJ, Orenthal. Um, my number four, I'm going with uh, another Rocky Top player, if I'm not mistaken. He played at Tennessee. Dante Stallworth, this mm-hmm. guy, another drunk who just couldn't get behind a wheel or got behind a wheel when it was the wrong time. Back in 2009, DUI manslaughter on South, I won't say South Beach, driving, not just hit someone driving, but hit a pedestrian. You hit someone just standing around or walking. That's, that's just crazy, man. And obviously, he didn't have a career after that. So, uh, Mr. New Orleans Saints and Rocky Top, 
fellow alum, Dante Stallworth is my number four. What you got for three? Number three. This is a this is an informative one. I'm going with Nate Newton of the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. This dumb son of a bitch was driving in Louisiana in a white van, gets pulled over by the police, and they find 213 pounds of marijuana. Jesus. Okay. So he, he gets out of jail on bond. Five weeks later, they pull the same damn van over, and he's got 175 pounds of marijuana in his car. So he goes to jail for 30 months for drug trafficking and the value of the sale of the marijuana would have only been from what I can tell $75,000. That's it. For each trip. That's crazy. So Nate Newton. So forget the drug trafficking. You know, if you want to drug traffic and you want to make some cash, I get it. I understand. Right. right. Not everybody has a good job. Some people down on the luck. Some people are just good drug traffickers. I don't know what to tell you. But Damn. for $75,000, he could have sold his name to Fig goddamn Newton and had, had the fattest cookie in the NFL and not had to worry about money ever. Man. So he, he's on my list of dumbest fucking players to go to jail. Now, remind me, I, I, there's a, either a Thanksgiving or Christmas game in the snow where I want to say it was either him or Leon Lett when they were going, they got the fumble and they would try to get it. They went to get score a touchdown and yep. Don or someone on the bills, Don Beebe. Uh, knocked it out of his hands. He was like showboat. Well, there's there's two of the Leon okay. Lett did have the run in the Super Bowl, right? Um, that cost six points. That's the Bills one. Okay, so that must have that been BB Bills Cowboys. But I think it was it was uh the other cat Leon Lett that yeah. jumped on the. It was a Thanksgiving Day game yeah. in the snow. <laughs> That's and it. He went and jumped on the damn uh, blocked field goal and. Somehow the other team got it and scored a touchdown. It was some silly shit, but that cost yeah. me some money because I'll never forget that asshole yeah. sliding around in the goddamn snow. I get those two guys confused because of that. They're all um, the same except for the jail time, buddy. So number three, I'm going with a somewhat recent, you know, in the last 20 years, Carolina wide receiver Ray Carruth. Um, you know, he had his friend shoot his then girlfriend four times in a drive-by back in '99. The girlfriend survived long enough to call 911 and told the police crew that stopped the vehicle in front of her so he couldn't leave. And uh, another vehicle drove by and shot her. So she was eight months pregnant with Caruth's baby, of course. Um, child was delivered emergency C-section and uh, suffered brain damage. Um, the girl died and Caruth fled. And I don't know if you remember the details of that. I think they found him in a trunk of a car in some, mm -hmm. I want to say Tennessee. I didn't, I don't have that yeah. detail, but it, it, it was somewhere uh, around outside a hotel, man. But uh, yeah, he got uh, like a brutal 18 to 24 years in prison. I think he's obviously still in there. I don't think he's been out. So uh, yeah, it's coming soon. I, I heard, I saw a sports center thing on it until long ago where it's coming soon. Jesus, man. Well, wasn't so, he the one that threw her out of the truck too? I think that's the like case. They had a couple yeah. of incidents before the actual death that they yeah. had. You know, this is way back before everybody had an iPhone yeah. and Nest cameras in their living room. But man, I think he threw her out of a truck, moving truck Jeez, somehow. What a fine citizen. So <laughs> yeah, by far my number three. What do you got for two? Number two, easy. Plaxico Burris. The dumb son of a bitch shoots himself in a club and then he goes to jail. So you shoot yourself. And you go to jail. Double whammy for me. Man. And it ruined his career. It, it, yeah. it ruined him. 
it, it, it did because he was he was up and comer i mean yeah. he was he was doing really good in the league and obviously he bounced around a little bit and i think he went from either from pittsburgh to the giants or the yeah. giants to pittsburgh vice versa i don't remember which but yeah all i remember is he was shooting himself he's yeah he started in pittsburgh i think and then uh went to the giants and then all hell broke loose so that was a good pick i forgot all about that guy um my number two two and one are going to be a little off the off the beaten path here I did some digging. So there was a Rams cornerback, I want to say back in the 80s, early 80s, late 80s, named Daryl Henley. I forgot about this guy. I heard about him. So after he was busted for trafficking cocaine, he allegedly hired criminals to murder the judge that was presiding over the case. So he went ahead and got 41 years in prison. So he is still uh, behind bars. But Daryl Henley is easily my number two. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good that's one. A, that's a that's a one you don't hear about too often when you not just got busted for trafficking cocaine, but you hire a criminal to murder the judge, not even a lawyer, yeah. a judge. That's never just hire the criminal. Balls, never dude. hire a criminal. Never Jeez. turns out good. All what these murder got? for hot, hot <laughs> murder for hire plots always involve hiring someone who's a criminal. Go, uh, get the ice man. He's a he's a reliable. Really good. Yeah, that's, that's a good show on HBO. Yeah. So my definitely. number one was a real dog fight until the very end. I had to go with Michael Vick. Oh, boy. I mean, talk about somebody who ruined their damn life over some silly, stupid shit. I mean, he was the toast of the NFL. Oh, yeah. He was the QB. He was everybody, you know, everybody wanted to be the next Michael Vick. And he let his friends ruin his life. He bought them a house. He let them set up a dog fighting arena. And he just he basically ruined his entire career. So my number one is Captain Kangaroo Dogfight Michael Vick. All right. So and that's obviously this is some pretty obvious ones. Uh, number one, uh, this this was pretty crazy. Uh, his name is Robert Rozier, Cardinals defensive end. Uh, I want to say back in the early '80s. So he joined this the he joined black supremacist cult called the Brotherhood as part of the initiation. The members had to murder a quote-unquote white devil and bring a body part to prove it. So he later confessed to killing not one, but seven people in this manner. He was only sentenced to 10 years in prison and agreed to testify against the cult, I guess is why his sentence was shortened. Uh, He was put in the slammer for 25 years on charges and check fraud and violating the no-tolerance policy of his release. So... I've never heard of that that situation before. I, I don't. I remember that's the crazy, name, but that's just wild. So um, I'm glad we did this because I had a feeling I was I was looking at two different sets of lists here. I had a list of just fuck ups and just idiots like Pac Man Jones. Yeah, uh, Ray Rice is kind of on the border of uh, he he's probably headed for this list, and then just complete fuck-ups that just ended people's lives and went to prison. So I think we had a little bit of both. Yours maybe the more infamous and famous. Mine maybe not so not so famous and not so memorable. But, yeah, I'm glad we did this, man, for sure. Um, before we head over to our college football, chopping it up, I want to talk about, as I mentioned earlier in the show, your trip to Penn State. Um, give me some details on how it went and uh, how the, the kids enjoyed it. Oh my, my, oh, my goodness. It was expensive. Let me tell you that. So we, uh, we got there 
and the the kids were amped up. First stop's always Main Street. There's a couple of shops on Main Street that just sell. It's just wall to wall Penn State clothes, and it, that stuff's really hard to find because it's hard to buy on the internet and stuff. So went in there and dropped almost four bills before we even got to eat. And uh, by the time the kids walked out, they could have marched on the field and played in the game if they just had a helmet. But they were they were ant. We went and got some to eat. Went to a went to a hotel. Got up the next day. And it was 37 degrees outside, not a ray of sun in sight. We got to the game. We got in early, got us some hot chocolate. And at noontime, we, by the time noon got there, we were already freezing. And the sun comes out, and it starts to snow. So the beginning of the game, I think you're muted. The beginning of the game, uh, it snowed for a few minutes. We watched the game. And by halftime, I was praying that the kids would say, Daddy, it's cold. Let's go home. Mm. But they weren't. They were amped up singing the songs. They were in the crowd bouncing around. And uh, obviously, Penn State could not figure out how to get it done. It was a coach, just a horrible coaching job. Um, You know, you, you figure we kicked the two field goals we were supposed to kick. And we ended up winning by two and put us in a different situation, but, but we didn't, but I will tell you when Penn state tied the game and then they got that sack fumble, that place was rocking. Mm-hmm. And it, it was probably one of the, the louder places. It was just as loud as a whiteout right then because everybody was just amped up. There wasn't a whole lot of Michigan fans there. Yeah. It was too cold for that, but the kids really loved it. Enjoyed cool. it. We had a great time, and and I highly recommend anybody that wants to go spend time with their kids go to a Penn State game. It's really fun. Yeah, I looked up in the crowd at like the the top of the stadium, and it was just like as windy as hell, and they were just oh yeah bundled up, and it just looked like it was cold. But hey, that's that's what a football game is about, like in the Northeast to me. So yeah, I've only been to one up there. In fact, a girl I was dating back in the day, uh, early two thousands, her brother played for. Lehigh, no Lafayette. One, yeah, Lafayette. Lafayette. And Lehigh Lafayette's the most, the oldest rivalry I want to say in college football. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I saw that is really one cool. of those games. So yeah, it was a nice part of the country up there. Um, yeah, so I'm definitely gonna have to invite myself up there one of these days. Oh, anytime, bring the boy anytime. It's gonna be a hell of a time. So, um, any more pop culture related current events, personal stuff going on before we jump? Into no, football? that's that's what we got. We're ready for. We've got a furlough for two days of poker this weekend. Mm. I've already got it signed by the wife. Two days. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've got it. Uh, what are they notarized? And I'm holding on to it like it's a ticket on the Polar Express. So oh, we're boy. ready to go here in the next couple of days. So a couple of things I wanted to bring up for our listeners. Big Mouth is a show on Netflix. Uh, I think we may have talked about. We may have not. I thought we have. It's it's season three. Just came out. It's a cartoon, but give it time because it's great. It's like rated R. It's like the show, the league on crack. It's got most of the guys from the league that do the voices of the characters. Have you seen really? big mouth before? No, never seen it, dude. Take it. Make sure that at least the younger kids, not in the room, the older kid, again, he can probably get away with it, but it is just crude humor. It's awesome. It's a, it's a quick watch. I think they're 25 to 30 minute uh, episodes. First two seasons are awesome. I haven't watched three yet, but yeah, it's awesome. It's some good, solid, gross-out comedy. Very um, good. And then one other thing, like we were talking before, the reason we're doing this late podcast tonight is I promised my son, he's a big Ghostbuster fan, uh, you know, 
letting them watch that and get them into it as I was as a kid when it came out I was about seven we went to see the Ghostbusters Afterlife it is awesome man it's it incorporates really all the parts of the first one I can pass on the second one uh, back in the day but it's a really good sh- show I, it's it's somewhat kid friendly um, you could take your son to see it and um, it's just it's just reminisced about uh, and my my son knows the Ghostbusters one by heart. And every time he saw something, he reminded. <gasps> so there's a lot of that going on. It's really cool, but um, definitely recommend Ghostbusters Afterlife. Go see it. Good stuff. With that being Good said, stuff. let's hit a quick break, and we'll be back with some college football chatter. This and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Malicious Intent Apparel and Sports Memorabilia. Check them out at www.mal-int.com to purchase your next humorous sports t-shirt or that signed rookie card you already have pictured in your man cave. Earn 15% off your next purchase when you use the promo code 15ONMI, that's 15 on MI, and be sure to follow us at Giving the Points Podcast on Twitter for our weekly college football picks and random college football info and thoughts. All right, we are back for the second segment of this week's pod. Um, one thing I noticed last week before we get into our Heisman chatter is I, I know you're a Penn State hardcore, but did you like Michigan State uniforms? Did you get a chance to look at the Michigan State? Yeah, game at all? yeah, I, I saw I saw bits and pieces of it, and it I liked them. Yeah, I thought they were pretty cool. cool. Yeah, I love shades of green, like the old Milwaukee Bucks uniforms, that different shades of green they had in it. And yep. I love the Spartans uniform. So shout very out to Sparty, highlighty. Yeah. Very highlighty, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And it had like a big state and larger than it should be print across the front. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So we're getting out of the nitty gritty here. We got Heisman uh, decision coming up here, the beginning to middle of December. Let's just narrow it down. Uh, who do you think – we, I guess there's, at this point, I don't think, unless you want to disagree, I don't see an underdog or someone coming out of this, the shadows to win this. Do you agree or would you disagree with that? Well, it depends on what you consider an underdog. I've got one guy, and I think mm-hmm. it's his to lose over the next okay. two weeks. Give it to me. I'm putting all my all my money on Kenny Pickett. I had a feeling that was coming. 3,500 yards, 32 TDs. They're eight and two right now. They play Virginia and Syracuse is the only only teams left on their schedule mm. before the Heisman, and they're going to be ten and two. And he's going to put up another, let's say, six hundred yards and three five TDs. So I, I, it's his to lose. I mean, taking Pitt to ten and two—that's an accomplishment, you know. But not not a not a national championship type season. Mm-hmm. But I mean, who else is? You, you think about Pitt and the history with Pitt, with Tony Dorsett and the, the teams they were in the 80s. That's going to get a lot of nostalgia from the voters, and I'm, I'm putting all my marbles on Kenny Pickett. I was wanting to pull it up real quick while we're talking about that. So right now, I was thinking it's a three-man race with Stroud, Bryce Young, and Kenneth Walker. Basically, they're all from basically one to three to one. Um Pickett is still 25 to one. So I, I, I remember putting a couple of bucks on that earlier in the year when he was like 50 or 40 to one. So mm-hmm. I don't know that I'd like to see someone outside the norm get it. But right now, I mean, I, I don't see honestly anyone other than Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I would even say Stroud. It pains me to say this, like I say, probably every week, 
about Ohio State, they're playing pretty damn good. Their offense yeah. is just clicking at the right time. They bounce back from that Oregon loss early in the year, and they're just showing the committee what kind of placement they need in this playoff. So, yep. um, yeah, I think it's a three-man race. I'd like to see Kenneth Walker financially for me, but uh, I think C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young is just a product of the system. I keep saying it over and over again. But uh, anyway, so I like your pick. Pick it financially for me too. Got a couple of ducats on him, so I'm rooting for him too. Let's move over to the college football playoff rankings. So the official rankings, of course, come out Tuesday. Um, give us a recap of what the committee decided this week. The committee this week, I believe, had Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. Correct. So, so it was kind of par for the course from last the last week. Right, and I'm trying to remember, is that – did it change from last week? I don't believe it did. No, it did not. It did not. Because Mine the, changed from last week, but it okay. did not. So on the outskirts, they had Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, which Notre Dame, like you said a couple of times, they're they're hanging around there at the right time. So mm-hmm. um, they're waiting for people to lose in front of them to kind of move up, I guess, as long as they and it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think you might you might have a chance of being right on this one. So what do you have for this week's top four and three or four after that? I've got Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Wow. Wow. Those are my four. Okay. Those those are my four. And I'll explain why. We, okay. we kind of went through this last week. Hmm. In order for this to happen, Alabama has to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. If not, it'll be Alabama's out. Um, I think Oregon loses one of its next two games. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State beats Michigan, knocking them out. I think Cincinnati loses one of its two last games. I think Notre Dame continues to win, and they jump Michigan State because Michigan State hasn't beat anybody. Hmm. Notre Dame's only loss is to Cincinnati, who's a top-five team. So I think somehow Notre Dame squeaks in there at the very end. I don't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Notre Dame's been in it too many times, and they always lose. Um, So I think my next two after that, uh-huh. would have to be Oklahoma State. And hmm. I, I think from a long shot standpoint, Michigan State, hmm. based on how it all play out. So about going back to Notre Dame, it looks like tech, they have just Georgia Tech and Stanford, which that's I'm guessing that's got to be two wins. Yeah. And yeah, you're I mean, if George yeah, that's a that's a nice little four right there. That's a you might be uh, getting hitting on the head there. So you've got Oregon this week. They play Utah. Utah's look pretty good, and really? we know from I don't know from or, number twenty three in the country, man. I know I don't I I hate to look Seven at that number three. to the left of the team. That, that I, I do too. The number's misleading a lot of times, and it's a home game, yes. And I, I guess Oregon may have had trouble with them in the past. I think they beat them. They played two years ago. Um, and Oregon did beat them, but um, I don't know. That's that's gonna be interesting to see how it falls out. So mine's a little bit different from yours. I've got obviously right. Georgia number one. I don't see them losing any, especially the SEC championship. I've got them projected to beat Alabama. I've got Oklahoma at number two. I think they. Hold on, Oklahoma two. Oklahoma's ranked thirteenth right now. Thirteenth. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I had uh, – that's from last week. Oregon, 
I got my o, my o college is mixed up. So we had Georgia, Oregon. I think Oregon mm-hmm. is going to continue to win in the Pac-12. That Ohio State win is looking much better for them too. Yes. Um, Ohio State, I can't put them in front of Oregon, obviously, because they lost to mm-hmm. them. So I got them at three. But I think actually, even including Georgia, I think Ohio State may be playing the best ball of anybody right now. Um, Cincinnati, I got them at four because they're undefeated. I don't see them losing these last, I think, two games left. I just think they're going to hang around and do enough. They're not blowing folks out like they did in the past years, but they're hanging around and that that zero in the loss column, even though the conference they play in is the the G five, you know, um, it's 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 gonna it's got to be it's got to count for something. So on number five, I've got Bama. Uh, I don't see them winning over Georgia. I I see them. I don't think they're going to lose to Auburn in the Iron Bowl. So it's no. That's not going to happen. But um, then Michigan State and then Michigan, since obviously Michigan State beat Michigan, they got to stay in that order. I, I would like to see, and we're going to hopefully get to this and talk about this week's slate. Um, that's going to be one of the better games of the season coming up. So do you have any disagreement on mine? I mean, that's what our show's about is no, no, I, I don't. I, I do think Alabama has a, a good chance to lose to Georgia. Um, I'd like to do a side bet Saturday on that one, perhaps. Oh yeah, we'll to see what the spread is. We'll if it gets the there, is. I'm I'm all about it because I so, I do think I I just look at who Georgia's played and yeah they've played the SEC. I mean, this is the same team that only beat Clemson ten to three. I mean, true. that's very true. Yeah, and three. they've cleaned up on some other top ten teams. Or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, they beat Arkansas, who was the number eight in the country at the time, but it's <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah, they manhandled Auburn, but it's Auburn. They beat all their teams on their way up. Um, so they got nothing left. They're going to get a three-week rest pretty much until mm-hmm. the SEC championship game. So I get it, but I, I just can't I, – I can't run away from Nick Saban. I, I, I do think Oregon falters. Cincinnati's hmm. due. As close as, they, as they've been playing other teams, Yeah, SMU is not a team you want to be screwing around with. Yeah, They've got solid. that – Tanner Mordecai, yep. and he can whip the ball around the field, and you know he'll. You'll, we'll talk about him during the games to watch. Yeah, but I, it, I, something just tells me they're going to get screwed in the very end somehow. They're, they're going to screw themselves, or the committee's going to be like, "Nope, you're you're not in." So knowing what you know th- at this point, skipping ahead in a few weeks to the SEC championship, if everybody pans out and Georgia and Alabama meet, what do you think the spread's going to be? Georgia minus three. That close. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would say Georgia minus five and a half, maybe six, but um, I'd like to maybe pursue a little, a little side bet. So we'll have to, oh, we will have a huge side bet. Revisit right that one for more yeah. than our normal uh, little. I'm liking bucks. that one already. Yep. So let's uh, skip ahead to this week's slate of games. Um, you know, we'll let's go through and just mention two or three that we have our eye on to watch and give it a rating. What you got? Very good. So, Games to watch this week, 12 o'clock, Ohio State, Michigan State. I mean, that's the only game to watch. Yeah. Um, Michigan State's going to get a loss. Ohio State's going to roll them up. But do not, America, do not. And we'll talk about this in the wager section. Don't put any money on that spread. Spread's like 17 and a half. I got an easier way for you to make money. Okay. <laughs> 3.30, Cincinnati at SMU. Cincinnati's last test. This is the last eye test they're going to have. Um, 
I think their last games against East Carolina. East Carolina is not very good. So this this is going to tell us whether they get in or not. If they look good versus SMU, they got a good shot. If they they look trashy again, it's going to count against them. But then 730, Oregon at Utah. We talked about that in earlier. Number three versus number 23. I don't know how good Utah is. I'd be sitting here lying to you if I tell you I stay up at, at 1130 at night watching Utah play because I don't on Saturday. That's my but, job. I do that. Yeah, you, you're the late night guy. I'm playing poker at that point. I'm balls deep in chips. Um, but that that's going to be a deciding factor for us, and we'll get to watch that because it's on at 7.30. So those are my three this week. What about you? What about uh, your rating? What are you thinking this week overall? You know what? I like this week because <clears throat> of the availability to make money. As we get into our wagers, I've got more wagers out this week than any other time this season i've got a boatload out and i'm putting some big money on ours this week so i'm going to give it like a 7.5 wow okay uh out the gate i'll disagree with you on this i I think this besides the michigan state ohio state game i i don't think alabama arkansas is going to be close at all i don't look at those numbers to the left of their team i don't think that i think that ranking of arkansas is misleading so i i i I think that it's a 6.3 at best um, for the my games. I could I knew you're going to put Michigan State, Ohio State. That's to be said. That's of course we're going to watch that one. I have my eye on Wake Forest at Clemson. Now I know Clemson, of course, of yesteryear, great team, great defense. They're not what they were. They're uh, a nope. part of what not they were. Not your grandpappy's Clemson, right? But I got a feeling somehow they're going to mix it up. This is the noon game on ESPN. The, you know, Wake is they're on their way up the hill to the ACC championship. Clemson has nothing to lose at this point. They want to play the role of the upset. So um, I think that Demon Deacons might be up against it here at uh, noon on Saturday. Um, another game to watch if you like offense, like I've always mentioned before, I hate defense. Virginia at Pitt. These two teams like to score, like you mentioned with Kenny Pickett. Uh, this will be 3.30 on ESPN2, lots of offense. The over is only 66, which when I say only, that's very generous. I think I, when I looked at the game, I, I put my finger over the number and kind of tried to guess it. I was thinking maybe 72, 73. So this is pretty generous in my eyes, but I, what do I know? Uh, the last game, like you mentioned, Oregon at Utah at 7.30 on ESPN. Definitely going to – the line stinks to me. It's – at Utah minus three. So Utah's favored by three. And again, you mentioned they're both top 25. Obviously, Oregon's more in the top three at this point. But Oregon won two years ago the last time they played. They didn't play last year because of COVID, I believe. Um, but I, something's weird about that line. The minus three at home, I, I don't uh, – obviously, you're, we're going to talk about it here in just a moment with the, the wagers. But, um, yeah, that's where I stand. That's the games I plan on watching this weekend. So I very I, good. I, I disagree on the rating, but the Michigan State Ohio State's going to make it all worthwhile. So we will hit a break and be back with the third segment with wagers in just a moment. All right, time to wager some money. And as a reminder, each of us has been allotted with a thousand dollar fake bankroll before the season started. The one of us with the largest remaining bankroll at the end of the college season takes the other one's $20 bill, including side bet Saturday wagers. So um, as a reminder, each of us each week will place dollar amounts on one single game pick with the spread, one underdog money line pick, 
one parlay and or teaser, and one NFL pick of your choosing. Money line, straight up, points, however you want to do it. So let's recap last week's wagers and our updated balances, and most importantly, Side Bet Saturday. So Odell, give the people what you end up doing. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I sit here every week and I tell you, take this, this, and this. And if, if you're not, that's your own damn fault. I can't do anything more for you. Last week, I sit here and I said, you know what? Ohio State is going to cover the 20. I'm putting my biggest bet of the week on it. I'm telling you what to do. Check the box. I sit here and I said, you know, Baylor money line against Oklahoma. I don't uh, I don't understand why Baylor's the underdog here. So I said, you know what? Put your $55 to win 99 on the money line. And guess what? We checked that box too. We go down to our teaser. We said Michigan State minus seven, Cincy minus 17, Pitt minus a half. Well, Cincy decided not to play ball. So that minus 17 and a half went to shit. We did not check the box. And we also said, you know, we're going to take the Thursday night early game and get ahead on uh, we're going to take the ravens we're going to buy the hook and we're going to get ahead of sunday on thursday night and the ravens did not show up so we did not check that box we started at 1486 we lost two one two put their money in the right places and we're walking out with 1565 for the year okay mr cox what say so you sir you earned a nice little 80 dollars. it looks like there so that's a profitable weekend for you um, before we jump to mine, let's go to side bet Saturday. You know, oh, yes. past I had been pretty successful in the early part of the season. You have made a tumultuous comeback. So we took three different, uh, wagers. One was a future. We took the Purdue plus 20, uh, versus Ohio state, Ohio state beat them by 28. I want to say, so you hit that for five, um, Baylor, Oklahoma coin flip Baylor at home. They prevailed. You got Baylor for five. Michigan, Penn State, essentially a coin flip. I prevailed on that. That was a nail biter too. So Michigan, that got me five. And of course, Oklahoma for me, I bet my five for Oklahoma to win out. I think it was three games at that point to your $5 or $15 that Oklahoma loses only one of those games. What do they do? Baylor beats them. So you win five bucks. So you netted 15 for the Saturday, if my numbers are correct. And you netted are up, 10. You're up how much? Netted 10 last week. One, oh, I thought you netted one, one three, three lost one, one, one. So that's 10. okay. Good call. All right. We'll square away the logistics later. So this week, or excuse me, last week on my personal wagers, I took an alternate spread on Michigan. It was minus one against Penn State. I had them at minus three. So I hit that. That was 200 to bet 220. Um, we had the Purdue money line. It was kind of a shot in the dark. They had been playing pretty well and Ohio state just flexed. So I lost 50 on that one. Um, I did hit my teaser, which was, uh, I teased at 10 points. So we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven games. So we hit Oregon minus four, Michigan plus eight and a half, Purdue plus 30 and a half, Oklahoma state minus three, San Diego state plus seven, Michigan state minus three. So we bet 100 to win 260. So that was a little surprise there. And finally, the NFL lost 60 on my parlay with Baltimore minus seven, New England minus one, and Tampa Bay minus 10. Started at 410. We're up to 780. So we're making a little bit of headway, but a long way to go. Still down by roughly 800 to the returning champ. 
So mm. I give you honors for week 12. What you got? Easy, easy, easy. America, again, I'm going to show you how to do it like I do. We are 565 up for the year. With just a couple of weeks of good betting left on college. So we're going to bet most of that 565 that we're up to try to really lay the lumber on, on Vegas. Everybody's looking at this OSU-Michigan State game and, and talking about the spread. Stay away from the spread, but take 220 to win 200 on Ohio State under 68.5. Those two teams are going to come out. It's going to be cold. They are going to be nervous. It's going to, they know their seasons. Both of them are on the line. The coaches are going to be very, very tactical with what they do. And it's going to be a low scoring game. Okay. And if somebody's going to blow somebody out, it's going to be Ohio State blowing out Michigan State. And we're looking at 35 3, 35 14, 42. 21 still gets you a win. So we're, we're putting a lot of money this week on Ohio State under 68. We're going to go 110 to win 100 on the Baylor money line. We're going to roll with the Bears one more week. We're going to put 110 to win 198 on a three-team six-point teaser. Pitt minus eight and a half. That should cover. Ohio State under 74.5. We're going to take that big bet that I told you before, and we're going to pump those six points up and get us an easy win. And we're going to take Notre Dame and bump them down to minus 11 and a half to win 198 bucks. And then for the NFL, we're going easy. We're putting 110 to win 210 on three money lines. San Francisco beating the Jags. Buffalo beating I don't care who they're playing. And Carolina with Cam Newton behind the helm. So that's where we're rolling this week. We've, we've got almost $560 out this week, and it's going to net us a big profit if we do. Yeah. America, roll with it. That's some large bets. So just looking at historically here, you have been, during the middle of the season, you've been maintaining like with bets roughly each week of about three to 400 and now you come out with your large sum of money and just bully it, bullying my ass around with $600 or whatever it is in bets. So I guess you can do that when you, when you have Odell uh, winning. So, well, that's, that's what I do in, that's really what I'm doing with my own money. That's very similar. I mean, I'm not playing the game against you. I'm betting like I'm, I would bet out of my own pocket. Yeah. And those, those games are the ones that I really, really like. Um. So on my side of the coin, I like Alabama. I think Arkansas is deadly poo. Um, it's a minus 21 spread for Bama. I chose an alternate spread. They only let you go up to minus 23 on the site that I use. So I'm betting 200 to win 230. I think it's going to be at least four touchdowns or more uh, games. So I like Bama. Um, Oregon, money line. I Like we've talked a couple of times so far tonight, I – I don't know much about Utah. They're playing at Utah, but Oregon sees the college football playoff. They have a lot to play for. So I see them winning. Uh, I think it's minus three. So I'm going money line 300 to win 405. So that's going to be somewhat of a season changer uh, with the wagering contest if I can somehow creep back in there. And if you somehow have a, a bad week, then we're going to do a 
parlay. We're going to parlay and tease it six points, 150 to win 450. I have chosen the pit over 60. I think there's going to be tons of points in that uh, Virginia pit game. I also like uh, Michigan State plus 25. So we're going to bump it up. I think it's like you mentioned, it's going to be cold. It's going to be just grinding. Little R. Kelly bump and grind. It's going to be a nice run, run in the ball game. Um, so I think plus 25 is going to be a great number. I like Wake Forest plus 10 and a half getting bumped up. I don't see anybody Clemson beating anybody by more than three to four points. Um, SMU up to plus 17 and a half. So I think that's going to be a fairly close game. So I, I really like that. I'm going to put some, some real money on that particular uh, cho- four, choice of four games there. And then NFL. The NFL is the most frustrating thing this year. I, I can't tell. You have Jacksonville beating Buffalo. You have Baltimore, what they lost to Miami last week. So there's just – you never know who's going to win. So I took Green Bay minus two and Indy plus seven and a half. They seem to be playing pretty well, 75 to win 193. So that is – so now I guess I'm betting five, six, just over 700 – just about my entire balance. I didn't really calculate it. I didn't know if I was going all in, but that is what we're working with this week. Now, so let me ask you my... this. Yes, let sir. me ask you this. And I, this is just, you know, we, we, we talk degeneration. This is a good time to ask a question. It's so you're down to, down to 700. You know, you got to come back. Mm-hmm. Why don't you let it all ride on one game? Hmm. So you have to win one. I tell you what, versus if you like would seven allow me to do that i have a game in mind that i would do it on easily which game would it be alabama i'll take that minus 23 i'll let you do that if that's what you want to do i'll let you scratch everything else and go alabama 720 to win you know what though i really like i tell you what we're gonna do man i would normally welcome that but i really i tell you what i'll do I want to keep that parlay. I like that parlay. I love Oregon too. I I, I just okay. can't do it. Yeah. Normally I would say take it, but I, I think I'm going to decline on that one. I appreciate okay. the offer though. Okay. It's a it's a gentleman. I know when I get gone. when I get my back pushed up against the wall, I pick one game. Yeah. I let it ride. But that's the strategy of this little thing we do. I think that I like these four categories for a particular reason. I like that we have to put money on each one. Um, I don't recall last year if we if we deviated from that, and I did not. Not yeah. So I think it's just kind of not just this money on that game. It's kind of you have to do a parlay, you have to do a, a money line. So I think it's all part of the game, personally. So um, do you have anything in mind for side bet Saturday? Anything that so I will defer to you? I've been doing so much better when you're when you're picking, and I get I to decide. So Man, so I'm go ahead. I mean, how much am I up right now, anyway? I have you up five for the season, okay. which at one point I think I was up 25. So I've just plummeted. Um, I like your under Ohio State game. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. Baylor is a coin flip. I, I would pick Baylor over Kansas State, too. Um, Pitt. Remind me who they're playing again. Pitt, 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 Pitt. Shit. It is playing Virginia. 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 Yeah. I see them beating them pretty well. Da, 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 da. You teased the Ohio State under as well. Notre Dame minus 11. See, I'm with you on every everything, man. Um, Penn State, I mean, they're playing Rutgers. I, <laughs> I tell you what, 
I'm feeling froggy. I see Rutgers minus 17 or plus 17 and a half. I'll throw a five spot out there if you want to take that. I'll take Rutgers plus 17 and a half. You, you know what? Sure, why not? I, I wouldn't take it in my personal life, but but we're here on live radio. So I, I will take <laughs> Penn State minus 17 and a half. Let's do it. I just I don't think of anything else. Um, are you I forgot what you mentioned. Are you pro Oregon or pro Utah? I don't know you much know, about I, Utah. I, I like Oregon, but here's what I want to know. And this is what I can't figure out. And this is why I stay away from that game. Why is Oregon th- number three in the country and they're an underdog? Yeah, that's that's why it stinks. It, that line it, is it, really stinks. Makes no sense to me. So is it you know, did did somebody on their defense get hurt? Did some I just don't know why. Because the line opened that way and it stayed that way. That's so weird. In, in fact, yeah. if in fact it opened at two I and a half, yeah. and in most books across Vegas, it's three and a half now to Utah. So what am I missing here? That, that's what I don't get, unless everybody's jumping on my bandwagon saying Oregon's gonna have a letdown. So well, you know what? I'll take I'll take Utah. I'll take Utah minus the, the two and a half if you want to do that. Okay. Well, it's minus three. I'll do that for sure. Utah minus three. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take Oregon and I'll even spice things up here just, just to play the uh, uh, other side of the coin here. I'll take Kansas State for five. And I'll take that too. All right. So K State. So just to recap, we'll do Rutgers plus 17 and a half for Cox, five bucks. Oregon minus three for Cox, five bucks. And Kansas State pick them. For Cox, five bucks. Odell's got the opposite. Yep. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's 15 easy dollars for me. America, put your money on OSU under. Okay. Um, before we part ways, I think we've kind of covered most things. I mean, our fantasy uh, fantasy season is over for college. Short Cox season. We, yeah, the season of Cox, short and gamed, uh, didn't help either of us. Um, you know, the team 808 prevailed. And um, can't think of anything I don't else know who that is, but fuck them. <laughs> that's uh, I'm sure he'll listen to it. So, Vinny, that's for you, buddy. Um, so do you have speaking of fuck, do you have a fuck target? You know what? There's so many out there. I mean, I, I'd like to talk about something though. Sure. I, I sent you a video earlier. Oh my god, did you get a chance to look at that? Tell tell our our valued listeners about it real quick. So I don't know if any of you folks have seen this video out there that's been rolling around all day long um, about Zach Stacy, the running back, former running back of the Jets. But he lays a smackdown, WWE style, on his ex-girlfriend mm. with the five-month-old baby, their five-month-old baby watching. Jeez. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it because it's going to be on every news channel uh, over the next three weeks as they put this guy under the jail. Um, he could easily be the fucktard, but that's just too easy. You know, there, there's so many folks out there that deserve it. Um, so, but if you haven't seen this video, please go out there and, and watch it. The parental discretion is advised because I haven't seen a beating like that since. Lennox Lewis, Bo, <laughs> probably in the <laughs> mid '80s. I mean, he hey, smacked uh, the shit out of her multiple times. I'm gonna agree. I'm looking on uh, 
on Twitter, Devontae Adams stated, I'm not retweeting this video, but Zach Stacy need to be thrown under the jail. So I agree with him. I would recommend you look, go and search for it and watch it and just it's it's amazing that a human could do that to another human. It's crazy. It's Some it's a moves, level though. right below killing to me. That's it's absolutely astonishing. And the the fact that it's a woman that he does that to. What what is wrong with your brain for doing that? I mean, you got to be a certain kind of fucked up. Now, before the show, it came out supposedly mm-hmm. about what she did. There's no there's no excuses. No, what, I, I what, agree. What, what is the uh, supposed though? I I agree. I, the, Let me entertain I, this. You know, my, I showed it to my, my little one happened to see me and my wife watching it. Cause I was showing her and it was, it's a good learning opportunity for him. You know, he's yeah, eight for sure. And you don't hit women. That is not what you do. That's not what we do. You discuss things and people are going to make you mad. And I even had sitting down and had the conversation. Listen, bitches are going to try to fuck you up. <laughs> they're going to try to, they're, they're going to try to do some shit and you are not allowed to at any age, lay your hands on a woman, another right. man feel free but so we've got a good learning opportunity (laughs) but apparently she has stolen a half a million dollars from him that's what i saw on twitter wow so okay and she cheated now the cheating now i will say this you should never hit a woman all right but if i wake up my bank account's five hundred thousand dollars short tomorrow I'm going to have some discussions with somebody. We're going to have some words. We're going to have discussions <laughs> yeah. like Odell had with his college fantasy team. We're going to have discussions. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're to have some discussions <laughs> and pull some people into the office. But Man. what he did, I mean, he, even, even if that were true, you don't yeah. pick somebody up by their neck and slam them over the baby carriage or whatever that thing is. <laughs> yeah. He's not flying in that video. But, again, I, you know, I guess we can't – we shouldn't smile about it or condone it, but – it's worth a view, yeah, man, just about. for learning purposes, for sure. So yes. on that high note, let's let's end the show on a very high note uh, on another very special episode of Giving the Points podcast. For Again, for my co-host, Jason Osho Adele, I'm once again Jeff Cox, wishing you much luck in your wagering endeavors. And as always, good luck, good boxing. Please don't forget to follow us at Giving the Points podcast on Twitter. Again, that's Giving the Points podcast spelled out. And don't forget to rate and review the show on the Apple and Anchor podcast apps. And as always, we thank you for listening to Two Middle-Aged Idiots Talk About Stupid Things.